main function is to go out into this world yes. and spread the love of Jesus yes. to those that don't know. Amen. The church Jesus is building. The church is the people of God. Yes. The church is the body of Christ. And in that body, we got to understand that Christ loves the church. Yes. He loves the cleansing of the church. Yes. He loves taking care of the church. And most of all, between Christ and the church, it's an inseparable concept. The church is a living part of what Jesus wants done. So when we understand that we're not talking about a building, we're talking about ourselves. Then we can understand that we are the body of Christ for which Christ died on the cross for. So today I want to talk to you about what this church is supposed to be like today. All right. And the difference between what it's supposed to be like today is what God came to earth to do. When he had the disciples and he was getting ready to go, he was preparing them to become the church to go into this world. The biggest misconceptions and problems that we got is, is as we decide to be individualized as a church, the big eye comes up into our world and into our Christian walk. Well, I have the right to be like this, and I have the right to be like that. But I noticed something about God. That if you really are truly the church, there's certain characteristics that must be displayed in you as the church. All right, all right. And that do not exempt no one yes. of what you, he says the church will be. So anytime you get to acting like you got the right to act the way you want to act, then you need to check and see, are you being like the church? Because the church is not based on individuality. It's based on the concept of being the body of Christ. And that's why God says if there's something ailing in the body, when you got bad attitude, and when you got bad people acting that way in the church, it affects the whole thing. That's why when we look at each other, we need to understand that when we don't want to be like God, then we not being like the church. And I don't care what preacher you listen to and what preachers y'all think though. When they take you away from crisis characteristics and justify your ways, then we no longer a church. We some sick folk going through the motion. But I got a healing God. I got a God that is willing to fix the church. I got a God that will do something about it. See, I got a God that said, if there's something wrong with my body, 
that I'm going to take care of my body. See, I don't know about you, but when your body is sick, don't you do something about your body. Well, Jesus said, if my body is sick, I'm going to do something about it. That's why we got to understand how to be like the body. We got to understand that the body is different, but yet the same. All right. Each part of the body have a different function yes. Yes. and a different purpose, uh -huh. but it's still under the unified body of Christ. Yes. That's why we are gathered together to represent the body of Christ. Yes. That's why we are all these little churches coming together under the body of Christ. Yeah. All the churches in the world, all the people that claim to be followers of Christ are churches that is under the body of Christ. Yeah. And when we understand that we are part of his body, yeah. and I don't know about you, but I don't want to be one of the cancers causing people in his body. Yeah. Then I need to learn how to be like God want me to be. And the characteristics and the precepts that I must live under to demonstrate that I can call myself to church. In your Sunday school, it was talking about sacrificial love. All that hit home, doesn't it? Because it makes you go beyond yourself. It makes you be able to do what you didn't think you could do. It makes you be able to love what you didn't think was lovable. It makes you forgive what you didn't think you'd forgive. It makes you act in a way that you didn't want to act. Because you are all of the unction of the Holy Spirit. And God is in control. That's why he tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. He says in verses 12 through 14, for as the body is one, and it has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body also is Christ. That's why there's many members in your body, your physical body, but it's still under one body. And that members in your body must must be a part of the one body. That's why God says in his word that for by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Whether you are Jew or Greek, or whether you are slave or free, all have been made into drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not only one member, but it is many. That's why the church, he says, now you are one body and individual members of it. That's why when we get a heavenly view of things, there's one heaven and one God and many spiritual beings, but they function under the option and the power of Jesus Christ. When we start to understand that we are the church, then we'll work and act a little bit different. 
See, when your concept and mind is built on the aspect that the only thing that's the church is the building that you sit in, and you walk out this door, and you act the same way that you came in, you think the same way that you walked out, you be the same way that you've been, then you done missed the whole point of getting saved and becoming the church. It's not about the building. It's about who dwells in you. And the Holy Spirit came into your life to change you, rethink you, and reshape you. Whatever mama taught you, God going to teach you a different way. Whatever the preacher said, if it don't line up with what God done said, God going to teach you a different way. See, you got to understand, if you the church, then you got to start to live by what God done said how to live. And quit going on myth and quit going on your emotions and quit going on your thinking. You need to become what the word of God says you are. See, the scriptures tell us that when we start to practice, and that's what the sacrificial love of Sunday school was talking about, how can you learn to do this if you don't practice how to do things? See, we can't just be a Christian. We got to learn how to become a Christian. You was not born a Christian. You was born into a sinful world, but you need to be born again to be able to live and do what God done called you to do. If you're going to be the church, then you need to adopt the ways that the church is going to be. Well, you want to have your name, but God says that you are under one body, and that body is the body of Christ, and God calls the body of Christ the church. And the church, as a body, is what he went to Calvary for. He went to die for them on the cross. He had the Old Testament taken care of, but the church had a new purpose to do. It had to walk in God's glory and declare eternal life. When he went down into the grave, and he spoke to the captives and set them free. They no longer were sitting there dead and forgotten. They became the heavenly body and the host to encourage the church. You got a whole bunch of folk sitting up there with the body of Christ saying that you just keep on going because you are a part of the church that God doesn't call you to be. He said to us that we are having, we have eternal life. Now watch the difference, and here's where we fall at. God's not worried about quantity. God is worried about quality. And when we start worrying about quantity, then we'll start to produce good quality. What's wrong with us today is we done quit discipling folks. We done cut out every program that used to be in the church. We don't want Bible study. We don't want wise We don't want prayer meetings. We don't want the things that made the church come together because we ain't got time for all of that. All I got to do is be saved and live the way I want to be. And I'm part of the body of the Christ. But I got news for you. God said, go ye and make disciples. 
sat with them 24 hours a day for three solid years. And he said to them, everything question that they brought up, every thought that they had, he questioned and he taught them what did you do. He even said, you grew up saying, an eye for an eye. I say, you forgive them right then. He's telling us sacrificial love is going to break the yoke that's in these people's lives. Whatever comes through the door, you learn how to love it. Whatever condition comes through the door, you learn how to love it. Quit talking about it. Embrace it. Help it. Grow it. Nourish it. Because it is the church. The body has to sustain itself. It has redemptive power. Yes. Don't you know in you the same power that sat in those disciples? It's the same power that sit in you. Yes. The day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came, they received power yes. to do what God then called them to do. Yes. The day you accepted Jesus, in your life, and it don't even have to be in a church. You could be sitting on a lake somewhere. You could be crying in your car somewhere. You could be taking your last sip of the whiskey somewhere. You could be smoking your last blunt somewhere. You could be snorting your last cocaine somewhere. But whatever you did, and whenever you accepted it, power came in your life. And whether you like it or not, whether you understand it or not, when that power came into you, you became a part of the body of Christ. See, the pastor may be the bishop of the church, the overseer, the manager, but Jesus is the Lord of the church. That's why he may sit here and manage this, but Jesus is always going to be the Lord of your life. Don't ever put me above who he is because he's the Lord of your life. I'm just here doing the work he done taught me to do, helping you dissect this body so that you can become better at what God wants you to do. But don't you ever put another human being above God, not your mama, not your daddy, not your sisters. Don't you put your children above God. Because he is Lord and Lord of He's the boss. And the reason why we can't act right because we don't know who the boss is. See, we keep looking for human beings, but you need to learn how to look up instead of out, instead of down, because he's the boss. The church needs to understand that Christ is the head. And God put him as the authority. But we got earthen bodies. So we got earthen people that God places in position. But even though it may be earthen in the physical, you got to understand that there's something higher than this physical work. There's something higher than the wooden pews. There's something higher than this fleshly body. 
is something higher than this physical earth. God says, I'm above all things. And I'm above everything that you could ever imagine and dream. Yeah, I'm above what you could even think. Your mind can't even reach what I am because it can't imagine all that I am. And since you don't know all that I am, don't you put nothing fleshly. Don't you have no idols above you. Don't you take something that's made of man and put it above me because I am who I am and I'm the Lord of the church today. So how the church supposed to act in today's time? How are we supposed to be the New Testament church for the body of Christ? Like we were still learned in intercessory prayer, when we understand this, then we can understand a whole bunch of things. When I was sitting there talking and we were praying, the Lord said, that I am the only thing. It don't matter. Whatever you trying to do, nothing is above me. The Holy Spirit that you must submit, submit to is the same spirit that guided in Jesus. He's the same spirit that's with the Father because the Father and the Son is the spirit is one. Now you, even though you're finite, still have eternal life in you. And you need to look at the church the way God has the church. When we say it's over, it ain't over until God says it's over. And long as the Holy Spirit is in you and dwelling in you and taking this earthen body, he's saying, I need to unify the body of Christ so it should start to work together as one body. We need to get rid of all of this division, all this inviting, all this fighting, all this stuff that's trying to keep us separated. We need to let Satan know that he's not going to win. Every time he walk in the door, somebody ought to be standing there. Get behind me, Satan, so that you don't have to come into my house. This is my house, and this is God's. The same way that you rebuke him out of your life, we need to rebuke him. We need to become unified. See, we need to not become rivals and worry about who's on top of who and who's trying to be in, in control, who's running this and who's running that. Don't you know God gifted each and every one of us to be a little bit different, but like a puzzle, each one fit together so the whole picture to come together. Quit worrying about who's important and quit crying about the positions you got. Quit trying to tell somebody who you think you should be when you need to learn who God done called you to be. Quit trying to be what you ain't supposed to be. Quit trying to go where you ain't supposed to go. You need to learn and rejoice. Rejoice. That God has called me to do this. And to do that, and then watch this. When I learn to rejoice, the blessing of God starts to flow in my life. There should be harmony in the church. 
But we can't have harmony in the church. Because the reason why we don't have harmony in the church is because we too busy looking down at one another. We too busy trying to tell which gift is better than which gift. We too busy talking about members and we don't even worry about what we're supposed to do. The church is supposed to be a church that functions like a well-oiled machine and it don't matter your race, your creed, your color. That's why it don't matter who you are. Are you a believer in the body of Christ? And if God sent you, you got purpose. And if you and if you got purpose, he has gifted you to do the work. To do the work. That's why when we stop trying to let positions dominate our lives. Now, I'm going to clarify some stuff. Because see, I say stuff that people take it. The pastor saying, well, wait a minute. Let's get some stuff straight. See, we are in a world that likes to tear down everything. See, let me show you what I mean. When a person falls that is important, we clap. When the preacher falls, we don't feel sorry for him. We clap. When people in position fall, we got the crawl dad mentality. If they trying to go up, we keep pulling them down. See, because we clap at failure of people in position. See, instead of praying for them, that's why the Bible says pray for those that's in authority over you. Because instead of sitting over here clapping when they come falling down, you need to be praying for them. See, but the problem is, the reason why we can't pray for somebody, because you think they're above you. And you think they better than you. And you think that God done called you to be an ant. And they done been supposed to be an eagle. But according to my Bible, I don't know what book you read. Those that wait on the Lord shall spring their wings. And they shall soar and fly like an eagle. It don't matter what your title is. An eagle is an eagle. And it don't matter how you're supposed to be. Because you got to learn how to be what God done called you to be. Quit letting people look at you in certain ways and think you less than. See, when I go hang out with the big preachers, I don't think of myself no less than them big preachers. They may get more claps. They may get more people bowing down. They may get a lot more respect. But I'm not worried about that because I know who God done called me to be. And it don't matter what man says. I'm still going to get up and do whatever God done called me to do. See, we so busy worried about position. We need to understand that God done said you are a part of the body of Christ. He need the ear just as much as he need the eye. He need the mouth just as much as he need the teeth. They may not see you as a tendon, but they need you to help bend the knees so it can walk. You may not be seen, but don't you worry about it. Your heavenly father know what he done called you to be. Quit getting jealous over stuff because people is clapping and people want to be seen. Learn how to walk in the shadow of the back seat 
and let God elevate you. Because if you can be humble back there, when he bring you out, See, you got value. Nobody's unneeded. The church needs all that it has. But the problem is, we don't understand. See, when you don't know who you are, then you can't help and be where you're supposed to be. And you too busy trying to be where you may not supposed to be because you don't even know who you are. And since you don't know who you are, you can't tell nobody who you are. And since you can't tell them who you are, then they can't tell you who you are. And all we got is a whole bunch of lost people in the church that don't know who they are, how they are, and what they should be because they don't know what they should be. You get mad when God tells his servant who you are. Oh yeah, I'm on toes now. Let me go and step. Let me step. See, when you don't know who you are, then what makes it so sad you won't even ask God who you are. And the reason why you don't ask me because you don't want to answer. Then you get mad when the person that done did put in charge asks God who you are. You get mad when he tells you what God does say. Because you want to be who you think you should be instead of knowing who you're supposed to be. See, greater is he that's in me. And when I learn that, I don't worry about one thing. I don't care. See, if I got to be the janitor, let me be the janitor. If I got to be the pastor, let me be the pastor. If I got to sweep the floor, let me sweep the floor. If I got to sing in the back of the choir, let me be in the back of the choir. Because greater is he that is in me. Because we're supposed to be a body. Here's the problem with that. How many of you got? How many of you have two heads? How many of you got two heads? I'm not saying I do it. Hold on, let me clarify this. Part of the body, 
And I don't have a deformed body. Because only one voice can speak. And that should be the voice that's in you. Holy Ghost, have your way in my life. Take away the sound out of my head. Clear me and let you manifest. Show me your glory through your speaking. Like there is no value. The members are needed. And every time one comes in, they come in not because they understand everything. They come in because they know they are body of Christ. Yes. Now most of us, like I said, got to understand that God is building the body. You could be here 103 years. God is still building the body. Yeah. Your longevity don't make you no more important than the person that's only been here two days because it don't matter about that. It's a, what matters is they are part of the body of Christ. Yeah. See, that's why the Bible says those that have wisdom, those that are more spiritual, teach the church what it needs to do. But God even goes a little bit further. And this is the problem with the church today. You have got so cute. You have got so long. And you want to stay so young. They look so good. But the Bible says, those that are elders, your responsibility is to teach the younger folk so that you can disciple them. Quit trying to look like them and start to teach them. Your body is decaying day by day. And you want Avon, and you want Maybelline, and you want all this hair to make you keep looking younger. But God said, act your age and teach them what they need to learn so that they can become more responsible. It's not about looks. It's not about clothes. It's about the spirit and the church that's in you. I always make no claps out of that. Because you got to look in the mirror. But when you look, look and see what you see. So that you will be able to remember when you walk away. When the body comes together, there's going to be unity and harmony. And the church gifts will start to manifest. We will honor one another. We will rejoice when somebody has success. How many of us is rejoicing when somebody give up and give a testimony and say what God has done in their life? How many of you still sit around with a jealous spirit? Well, if God did it for them, how are you going to do that for them? Look at how they look. Look at how they act. Look what they up to. Well, I got news for you. If they got a testimony of what God done done, we should rejoice. Because God is still at work. The church is a place that teaches you how to teach you how to care. For folk you would never care for. The church is a place where it makes you have to love people that you didn't think you could love. The church is the place where your enemies can come in and you know you can't stand them. But being in the body of Christ and you see them get saved. 
God looks at you and says, you can't hate them no more. You can't treat them bad no more. You can't take revenge on them no more. You're going to have to learn how to love them. And the only way you're going to love them is you're going to have to have my heart in your heart so that I can teach you how to love them. See, when we use what God has brought, and the greatest thing that he brought to the earth, he said, God, so love the world. That word love is what's going to break the yoke and break the hatred and break the things that are stopping. But when we start to learn how to love, not the artificial love, not the filet love, not love that just goes in and out. When we learn how to love because we care about somebody, when we learn how to live because I know that you need love, then we'll be able to become what God has called us to be. The gangbangers can't love like we love. The people on the streets can't love like we love. We can be inviting and encompassing and loving and telling them about Jesus, who's the head of the church. The church today, the church today has a lot of work to do. But the church got to realize that it is an organism that Christ is bringing together. It's not dead. It's living. It's growing. And it's always expanding itself. The church today is a place where the Holy Spirit dwells. In the Old Testament, he visited them. In the New Testament, he lived in them. The church is the eyes and the hands and the feet of God. The church is what God then called us to be. And he then said to us to show mercy to those that need mercy. He said be helpful to those that need help. See, when you understand the scripture, then you understand why it's going to be needed. Jesus pointed and said, the poor is always going to be with you. He started the church because he knew the church was going to have to be there to help the poor. Because the poor is getting bigger and bigger as the world gets greedier and greedier. And it's up to the church to start helping those that need help. It's up to the church to quit talking about folk and quit saying what they done did right and what they done did wrong. The church needs to stand up and understand that within its community, there is going to be problems. In the community, there is going to be people that's hurt. In the community, there is people that's not going to have. And it's up to the church to be a beacon of light and show Jesus in the church. And it's up to the body of Christ to know who they are. And we are supposed to be the same. And according to the word, and according to the Bible, and according to the song, the saints going to keep marching on. We're going to try up over the thing. We're going to help the law. We're going to raise the dead. We're going to bring life. We're going to show them what it's about. We're going to give them Jesus. And we're not going to stop. We're going to keep on going. No matter how bad it gets, we got the only thing that they need. And his name is Jesus. And through the word of God, we got the power to do what God has called us to do. I am the church today. I'm in a lost and dying world. And I got to show Jesus to those that don't know Jesus. 
But I need to be a light on top of light. When it gets dim, I'm out of sight. When darkness comes, I gotta be bright. I am a church of the body of Christ and not sin. Not sin. Not sin. No bomb. No airplane. No bullet. No ship. No helicopter. No atomic fire. Not sin. And stop. The blood of Jesus is my Are you just going through the motions? 
of coming to the building. But are you taking the church out with you? Are you Monday through Friday developing the church inside of you? Are you growing the church that's in the Word inside of you? Do the Holy Spirit have control of you as the church? Because remember how it all started. He's, he's the head. You're the body. And the body can't do unless it knows what the head is doing. And when we know what the head is up to, you don't have to feel inferior. You don't have to worry about being jealous. And you don't have to worry about what you're supposed to be doing. Because God, through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, says, I am the head of the church. And when the church do what the head wants it to do, it's going to be a glorious, magnificent, wonderful, in the Lord. Amen. 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 The church today is under such persecution. But you got to know that you are under the auspice of Christ. And nothing, nothing, nothing can take you out of his hands because you are his church. The doors of the church is open. The doors of the church is open. God is asking us today, are you ready to be my church? Are you ready to take what I've placed in you and rise it up? Are you ready, church, to be the church that I've called you to be? Unified. 